Hello, what is up guys? Eman from Texas Smart Page here. Welcome sa panabagong episode. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. I appreciate you all. Today, let's talk about PSB or Philippine Savings Bank. So first off, dito tayo sa PSE Edge. Nasa Financial Reports tab. So, noong 2022, wala pang financial report for 2023. Yung gross rev nila, nag-grow ng about 800M. So, by the way, this is in thousands. So, kailangan nyo pang magdagdag na three zeros or i-multiply itong values na to to 1,000. Except itong earnings or loss per share. Then after the expenses and then after paying taxes, yung net income nila nag-grow from 1.5 billion to 3.6 billion. So that is quite a big jump. And then, so this year, 2023, so current year date nasa 3.3 billion na agad. So they're set to surpass their net income noong 2022 versus 2023. Then, tayo sa stock data. So, yung market cap niya nasa 22.6 billion pesos. So, hindi pa rin ganun kalaki. So, wala pa sa wala pa sa 100 billions yung market capitalization nitong PSP. And free float level 10.57%. So, last rated price niya 55.55. And then yung 52-week high, hindi ganun kataas. Nasa 58 lang. And then yung 52-week low was 50.20. Then, lastly, dividends and rights. So, isa to sa mga consistent na nagbibigay ng dividends sa mga stocks na nakalist sa PSE. So, 0.75 or 75 centavos yung binibigay nila every single quarter. And hindi naman sila nakakamiss since... Yung data na nakuha ko since 2016. So every quarter talaga nagbibigay sila. And since 2020, tinaasa nila yung dividends 2.75 or 75 centavos per quarter or in total sa isang taon, 3 pesos per share. So ito yung epitome ng sideways, trading sideways. So nagkaroon lang ng mga unusual event week ng May 3, so tumaas siya to 84.75 but nag-close to 77 pesos lang din. Then eventually, the next day, umagsak na ulit to 55. Then itong week ng August to 2021, nag-high ng 77, low ng 50.20 and then nag-close ng 55.40. So ever since yung dip nung, nung pandemic last 2020, So, lowest niya that time is around 34.05. This was actually the time na nakabili ako ng konting PSB stocks. So, sa level na to. Around 30-ish to 40-ish pesos per share. Although, nabenta ko na rin naman siya nung, nung 50 plus ulit. And then, after that recovery naman. So, from March 2020. Nakarecover na siya dun sa, sa price niya before the crash na around 50 5 pesos per share. Yun yung parang sweet spot niya every every time. So here, around January 2021. Then after that, kita niyo naman, yan talaga sideways lang siya nagte-trade. So hindi tumataas, hindi sobrang tumataas, hindi sobrang bumababa. So isang local bottom dito, 
around 50.20 nga. So, ito yung kanyang 52-week low na 50.20. Nakuha lang nung November 2023. And kung kita nyo naman yung RSI, nireflect din yun. So, nag 30.99 lang yung RSI, weekly RSI at that time. And then, magpunta tayo sa daily chart. Pero lang din naman. Hindi nga siya sobra nagka-fluctuate. So, hindi, yung chart nito is not pretty. Like, when you check other, katulad itong ATF, diba? andali niyang mag-drawy-drawingan, andaling mag maggawa-gawa ng prediction, andaling gamitin, for example, itong bull market support band, kung overvalued ba currently, kung undervalued, kung fairly priced. Pagpunta tayo sa PSB. Medyo mahirap. Kasi, yun, katulad nito, yung, yung 20-week SMA and 21-week EMA, doon lang nakatikit yung trading nitong itong Philippine Savings Bank or PSB. Although again, kung bumili ka naman like 4 years or 3 years ago, same pa rin yung price currently. So, nag-average ka lang. Kung nag-DCA ka dito, then you're not really up or not really down. Ang kagandahan lang nun, nabibigay ng dividends to around 5.4% on average every single year since 2020. Nung tinaasa nila, yung dividends na binibigay nila. And if we look back 11 years ago, kita natin na nag-100 plus na rin itong PSB before. Although, there are no signs na makukuha ulit yun in, in the near future, in the short term. Kasi kita nga natin, 3-4 years ng sideways lang nagtitrade itong stock na to. Although yes, andun yung upside. Kasi kita natin na kinaya niyang umabot ng 100 plus pesos before. So we'll see kung anong mangyayari. At ngayon punta tayo sa e-stat. So again, yung market cap around 23.691 billion pesos. And then yung price to earnings ratio niya is 5.4% or 1, na, hindi percent yun, 5.4x. Not every dollar, but for every 5.4 na gagasusin mo. Pero meron ko makukuha ang piso nakita dito sa, sa PSB. And ito ay uh, 12, tama ba? 12, trailing 12 months, ibig sabihin nung TTM. <clears throat> so, ina-average tong price to earnings ratio the last 12 months. Then yung basic EPS, trailing 12 months, then 9.83. Then yung dividend yield naman is at 5.41%. Puna tayo sa dito. Yan. More info on dividends. So again yung data from 2016. Consistent sila nagbibigay ng dividends. Although from 2016 to 2018, hindi pa ganun kataas. Hindi pa nag-average ng around 5% yung dividend yield at that time. Kasi at that time medyo mataas pa din yung prices. And kita nyo dito. Noong 2020 lang naging 3 pesos per share yung kanilang dividends per year. So that's 0.75 or 75 centavos 
per quarter. 2019 mas mababa, mas mababa ng 2018, 2017 mas mababa, then katulad lang 2017 yung 2016. So ngayon consistent din na 3 pesos per share lang from 2020 to 2022 and isama mo na yung 2023 kasi same lang din yun. And makita nyo dito lahat nung X date, record date, and payment date. So, unahin muna natin yung financial statements. Sa income statement tayo. So, nakita natin na hindi rin ganun kalaki yung in-increase ng revenue. So, highest was nung 2019. So, itong Philippine Savings Bank is a financial institution and they are a creditor. So, ibig sabihin, nagpapautang sila. So, yun yung main role or yung main business nitong Philippine Savings Bank. So, makita nyo, hindi ganun kataas yung kanilang debt level. Kasi sila nga yung nagpapautang. And doon sila kumikita sa mga interest payments from those loans. And then, and kita nyo, may mga, may total interest expense sila. Interest income. Ito, di ba ang laki? So, for example, noong 2022 na lang, total revenue nila, 17.35 billion pesos. So, sa interest income nila, 14.19 billion pesos yung na-derived doon. And operating income, it lang din naman. P-tax income, 4.8. Then, nag-fight sila ng taxes. Then, net income, around 3.68 billion. Mataas nung 2022. In comparison nung 2021. So, recovery year to. Then, mababa. Pinakamababa nung, nung 2020. So, kung makikita nyo sa dividends, mataas yung payout ratio nung 2020. Kasi maliit yung kinita nila. So, kita nyo na 115.55% yung payout ratio. Then, 2021, bumaba sa 83.18. And, 2022 nga, 34.81% na lang. Kasi, mataas na yung kinita nila. Naka-recover na sila. Punta ulit tayo sa annual. So, actually, tapos na tayo dyan. Balance sheet. Ito. Total assets. Nasa 264.82 billion yung kanilang total assets noong 2022. Then, 227.68 billion pesos na liabilities noong 2022. Then, i-add mo lang yung total equity para mag-balance dito sa total assets. Deferred tax. So, may deferred tax din sila. And kita nyo, di ba? Total debt nila ay 6.99 billion pesos lang. So, long term, almost 6 billion. Then, short term, 1 billion. So, hindi ganun kalaki yung debt level nila. Since sila ngayon nagpapautang. And then, let's go to the statistics. Annual ulit tayo. So, price to earnings ratio yung unahin natin. So, ito yun. So, from 2016 to 2019, okay yung kanilang price-to-earnings ratio. Then, tumaas noong 2020 and 2021 kasi humina yung revenue. And then, yung price naman is nakarecover din agad. As you can see sa chart before. So, kaya tumaas yung kanilang price-to-earnings ratio. Not necessarily tumaas yung earnings nila. Or tumaas yung not really yung earnings hindi hindi tumaas yung kanilang stock prices. 
<coughs> sa inyo naka-apekto ng earnings and then yung stock price. So, naging normal na ulit. Back to the normal level na below 10 noong 2022. And currently nga, nasa 5.4 na lang. So, ideally, yung mga undervalued na stocks, yung price to earnings ratio nila is below 15. Then, price to cash flow ratio, below 10 din lahat. So, ideally, below 10 din yung price to cash flow ratio ng isang undervalued na stock na pwede mong bilhin. Then, price to book value, ideally, it is below 1. Tumas lang naman siya sa 1 noong 2016. And currently, nasa 0.57 na lang. So, that's, that's good. Then, profit, profitability ratios naman. Return assets, ideally 5%. So, hindi siya ganun kataas. Say, bank, bank to. And then, creditor sila. So, yung assets mo naman talaga, mostly, or cash na pinapautang mo sa ibang tao. Commercially or, for example, meron din naman silang corporate banking or business banking. So, pinapautang sa mga businesses. Then, return on equity. Ideally, this is 15% to 20%. So, hindi na sila ganun kataas. So, 10.98 lang. Then, yung net margin naman is maganda. Doon sila bumabawi. So, 23%. 23.21% currently and then 21.20% noong 2022. So, sa net margin, 5% is considered low. Then 10% is considered normal or healthy. And then 20% and up is considered high. That's gonna be it for this episode guys. Sana may natutunan kayo. And if mabot kayo at the end of this video, thank you very much. I appreciate you. So, yep. Thanks again for watching and listening. I'll see you on the next episode. Always remember, be peso smart.